Welcome to our Hackle podcast, episode 18 in the series Classic Take, where we will take a classic topic of Mashiach and discuss it in depth. The age-old question that was always asked is why is exile so long? Why is this exile, compared to all previous exiles, so long and seems to be dragging out without an end close to 2,000 years? For example, the exile of Egypt, Golos Mitzrayim, was only 210 years. Golos Bovel, after the destruction of the first base Hamikdash, the Jewish people were exiled to Bovel, to Babylonia. They were there only for 70 years. And uh, despite the fact that there were many sins that were was committed during the first base Hamikdash, during the first Temple era, there was the cardinal sins of Avodah idol worship, Gileadayis, immoral relations, and Shvichos Damim, and killing. And uh, nevertheless, for many years, the Jewish people committed those sins, and 70 years later, they were back in the land of Israel. They rebuilt the Beis HaMikdash, and so on and so forth. And this exile is dragging out, it seems, endlessly, for almost 2,000 years, and the sins during the Second Temple era weren't even so severe when you compare it to the sins that the Jewish people committed during the first temple era, the second temple era, we know that the sin primarily was sinas chinam, baseless hatred, and uh, for some reason this exile is dragging out without an end. So this is an age-old question which was discussed in, uh, you know, in, in many svarim. Obviously, just as introduction, introductory remark, where obviously the points that the shears here were not to fully answer the question. I mean, only Hashem knows the answer to this question, and uh, we're not trying to justify the length of exile, but it's just to give a perspective of some things that is discussed in a number of Sfarim throughout the century, some understanding of why this exile, compared to all previous exiles, is dragging out without an end, and what lesson we can learn to apply in our daily life based on that. So, first of all, the, the general understanding, I mean, the overall answer that is discussed in one way or another, many different svarim, is as follows. We know that when it came to the redemption from Egypt, from Gulas Mitzrayim, so originally, if we look in the Chumash, we will see that the Jewish people were meant to stay in exile for 400 years. That was what Hashem told Avram Avinu by the Brisbane Absodom. He said that the Jewish people are meant to remain in exile for 400 years. In actuality, the Jewish people were there only for 210 years. And uh, it's discussed extensively in commentaries what is the meaning over here. You know, how the, what, what, you know, were they, if they were meant to spend 400 years in Egypt, why were they redeemed after only 210 years? And uh, the standard, I mean, there's a number of explanations. One explanation involves the understanding, as Rashi explains, that really the 400 years was start, we start counting before the Jewish people actually descended into Egypt. It starts from the birth of Yitzchak Avinu. Another standard explanation is that the Eibishter was medalig al The Eibishter jumped over the end. He, he, so to say, he condense the time, even the fact that Hashem counted the 400 years so when Yitzhak was born, in a certain sense, was a way of causing the end time to, you know, to, 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 to come earlier by starting to count from an earlier period. 
And the reason is because Hashem saw that if the Jewish people would remain in Egypt one second longer, they would be so sunk into the klipa, the unholy force of Egypt, that they would never be able to be redeemed. To use the terminology of Kabbalah and Hasidus, there are 50 gates of impurity that were created. The Jewish people were sunk into 49 gates of impurity. If they would have stayed one second longer, they would have been sunk into the 50th gate of impurity. And once somebody goes there, he cannot be pulled out. So technically, the Abishers ought to say rushed the going out of Egypt, or there's many other, many other explanations, but it all more or less involved the same formula that Hashem caused, even though they were supposed to be there for 400 years, but Hashem allowed the calculations to be done in a quick manner. Also, the fact that they worked so hard, the hardships were so intense, caused the times to be, caused a short, a short amount of time was really, really entailed. It really equaled a long amount of time, and therefore 210 years of harsh labor really was the equivalent of 400 years of regular labor. I mean, whatever, it, it, it's, it's not so important for the purposes of our discussion, all the different variables of answers that are given for that particular question. But the point is that, in essence, as many Mepharshim explained, the original plan was really for the Jewish people to be in Egypt for 400 years. However, Hashem shortened, quickened, you know, the pace, and He took the Jewish people out after 210 years. Why? Because... Hashem saw the Jewish people couldn't stay in Egypt for any longer. But there's an interesting twist over here that a number of Sephardim explain. They say that if the Jewish people would have indeed remained in Egypt 410 years, then the redemption from Mitzrayim would have been a complete and true redemption. There would never have been the ability that the Jewish people should sin and go into exile again after they were redeemed from Egypt. Because the Jewish people were redeemed early, because the Abish saw they had to come out of Egypt already, the goal of the redemption was done in a premature way, which, mean, which meant that the Jewish people themselves were not completely ready for the redemption. And we see that throughout the history of the Jewish people, the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. They go out of Mitzrayim and the Jewish people are complaining about this, about that. After the giving of the Torah, 40 days later, they commit the sin of the golden calf. And the point is that, as, as Chassidus explains, the terminology of Chassidus was that the redemption of Mitzrayim was Mumayla Lamata. Hashem, so to say, dragged the Jewish people out of Egypt. They themselves were not ready yet. They did not fully internalize the redemption in their own spiritual level. Or as the famous saying goes, you could take the Jewish people out of Egypt. You can't take Egypt out of the Jews. The Egyptian mentality, the the, the, the klipa, the, the, the unholy forces that the Jewish people were exposed to was not internally eradicated from the Jewish people in of themselves, and therefore they were prone to fall back onto the, you know, their, their earlier way of thinking, the, 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 the sins and so on that they committed throughout the desert was because they were not fully ready for the revelation from above on their own, you know, they weren't ready to internalize it on their own terms. So basically, the explanation is given in many, many Sfarim, in Kabbalah and other Sfarim, is that the Gulas Mitzrayim, the redemption from Egypt, was not a Gulas Shleim, was not a complete redemption, in the sense that, I mean, on the one hand, obviously we know that 
the redemption of Egypt already paved the way for the future redemption. It was, to some extent, the Jewish people could never revert back to the state they were in Egypt. But nevertheless, the Jewish people still had to go through a whole history of different exiles and redemptions in order, in order, until we reach the final and complete redemption. So the underlying point that is being made is that the purpose of the ultimate redemption is to be a gula amitis ushleim, a true and complete redemption, which means that this is not going to be something which is temporary and that something which the Jewish people could fall back to a prior state of unworthiness, of sin, of not being fully ready for it. The future redemption is, this is the final end game. This is when the whole world, every single Jew, every single aspect of the world will become completely pure, com- a complete vehicle for the, for, for the revelation of godliness in an internal and eternal matter, m- manner that, that will last forever and will be complete and true. So therefore, in essence, the answer is the reason why this exile is lasting so long is not, I mean, if you look at it in the small viewpoint of the, of the sins the Jewish people committed during the Second Temple era, yes, it might, might not warrant such an extended exile. But in essence, this exile is really we're still completing the exile from Egypt. In other words, when the Jewish people were, were, were in Egypt, we were taken out before the time because we couldn't stay any longer. But in essence, there's a certain refinement that the exile of Egypt brought about that was not fully complete if the Jewish people would have stayed there for the 400 years. So then the, they, they would have been completely refined and the world would have been ready. But Hashem saw again that for whatever reason, it couldn't stay that way. It, it couldn't be that way. So he took us out earlier. So we should already get the Torah. We should already get started on the process of you know doing Torah mitzvahs and so on and so forth. But still, there was still some leftovers of, 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 of unholy forces in the world left, and therefore the gula was not complete. So therefore, the ultimate goal to begin with was to reach the state of the ultimate redemption, the final complete redemption. And therefore, Hashem, so to say, He did different steps along the road. We came out of Mitzrayim, we got the Torah, we got the first temple, and then after the first temple, we were in exile only for 70 years. But inherently, that exile also didn't completely refine the Jewish people. As we've seen, you know, the Jewish people during the second temple era, they fell back on certain sins and so on and so forth. Yes, obviously, there was a certain refinement that was established during the exile of Bavel, during the exile between the destruction of the first temple and the rebuilding of the second base Hamikdash. But nevertheless, that exile also wasn't a full refinement. And therefore, in, in a number of sources, they they just use the same idea that I'm mentioning before. They just put it slightly differently. They say that the exile that we're having now was really still a continuation of Golos Bavl, a continuation of the exile that happened after the destruction of the first base Hamikdash. Because there too, after 70 years, the Jewish people weren't completely refined, but again, the Epeshet had a plan. The Epeshet saw that the Jewish people needed to have the second base Hamikdash, where, the, for example, the whole Torah Shabal Pad, the whole oral tradition and the many, the, the Nusach of Davening, all the, you know, the, 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 the exact way how we Daven and the different blessings that we make and all the different rabbinical um, ordinances that were made in order to be in the, the, all the Surah the Rabbonon and the Gzeides, the different rabbinical precautionary 
decrees that were that, that were instituted in order to preserve the Torah was all done during the second Beis Hamikdash, and that Hashem saw that this was necessary at the time that the Jewish people had to have returned to Eretz Yisrael and have the second Beis Hamikdash. Although in truth was very far from a complete redemption, most of the Jewish people actually did not return to Eretz Yisrael during the time of the second Beis Hamikdash. They remained outside of Eretz Yisrael when Ezra and the Chami they returned to the Beis Hamikdash. It was the minority of the Jewish people that actually returned. In a certain sense, the, for example, the ten tribes that were exiled during the first Beis Hamikdash era did not return according to most uh, understandings. So basically, we we have that this the, the second temple is also not a complete redemption. But again, it was it was a temporary redemption which was necessary for the preserves in order to preserve the Torah, in order to preserve the integrity of the, 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 the oral tradition, the written tradition, and whatever other spiritual accomplishments that the Second Temple gave the Jewish people. But then, ultimately, again, we went into exile, and it's all in order to prepare us for the complete and final redemption. So, just to put this in the above in, 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 in very simple terms, so we know, I mean, we know that the, the, the future redemption, we know that in the future redemption, every single person will reach a complete tikkun. Every single person will reach a ultimate rectification. Every single element in the world will become pure. When Mashiach will come, we say, that the whole world will be filled with the glory of Hashem. All flesh will see. It's self-understood that if we think about it, that the whole world, every single element of the world should reach its tikkun, should reach its rectification, so this is obviously something that takes a lot of time. So this is the, 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 the again the, the, this is the basic explanation. It could be said in different ways, but that's the all 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 over point. There's another element here as well, which is a deeper point. Until now, what we're saying is that in order for everyone to become the whole world to become completely refined, which is the purpose of this final exile, obviously we could realize that it's a, a slow process. Also, the refinement is not something which could be brought up, which could be forced upon us from above. The point of this exile is to refine the world from within. We know that whenever we want to elevate somebody from within, so it's a process. We have to let the person get ready, internalize what he's learning on his own pace. So in order to refine the world from within, obviously it takes a lot of work to refine, you know, it's a slow process, a long process, but ultimately we reach the ultimate goal, as we're holding now, that the world is ready for the coming of Mashiach on its own accord. There's another point that Svarimad, which is a further phase in what I'm saying before, which is that the purpose of the length of exile, Arichos HaGolos, is not only in order to rectify from sin, in order to eradicate the negative forces in the world, but also in order that the future redemption should be on an even higher level, should be on, on an even greater manifestation of godly revelation. And this is to put it put it in one in one interesting way that everyone spoke about the fact that a number of Gdali Yisrael, a number of great sages throughout history, they have set, they, they, they have predetermined, they gave different predictions of when Mashiach will come. Avrashi, the Rambam, the Rasag, hundreds, I would say, at least tens, if not hundreds, of Gdeli Yisrael throughout the ages have mentioned the different calculations, the different predictions of when Mashiach would arrive. 
Yet we, even the Friedrich Rebbe, we know he spoke about during the Holocaust, 1942, 1943, there was a set time for Mashiach to come. Nevertheless, what happened at the end? At the end, Mashiach didn't come. So the question is asked, what, what's going on over here? So the Rebbe explains that it, I mean, it is, it is all, this is all really a whole separate discussion. I'm just quoting this particular explanation that the Rebbe says, the Shabbos Pashas, the Vodim, Tavshimem. Part of this Sicha was edited by the Rebbe, it's included in the Kutay Sicha, in Chelek Choftes, towards the beginning, and Shabbos Pashas Chazoin, and Shabbos Chazoin, but the way the Rebbe said it at the Farbreng, the Rebbe said it a little differently, with a little bit more elaboration, which is what I'm quoting now. The Rebbe said that in the future redemption, there's many different ways it could happen. For example, on a very basic level, we know that there's the Rambam gives a more of a rational approach to the coming of Mashiach, that there won't be change of nature. The world will run according to its natural pattern. We'll have the Beis HaMikdash, we'll have the Kibbutz Golis, the gathering of the exiles. The world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. But it doesn't necessarily include, involve a change of nature. On the other hand, there is other G'dayli Yisrael, other opinions in the Gemara, other sages throughout the generations. They argued and they said, no, that the future redemption does entail a change of nature, miracles. And even the Rambam holds that this will happen at a second period, as the Rebbe discussed in a number of places. So the Rebbe says, so we see the future redemption could happen in different ways, a different ifan, different levels, different dimensions of the future re- redemption. So the Rebbe said an interesting thing. Each Godel be Yisrael, each true Torah sage, not talking about just people that just calculated the end days, you know, by whatever things that they made, but talking about G'dayl Yisrael that obviously they knew what they were talking about. So when they said a certain end time, they understood the re- revelations of the future redemption based on their understanding and based on that level of redemption that they envisioned, that they understood the avoid of the Jewish people that was necessary to bring that redemption was only necessary, would have been completed at that particular year that they gave for the coming of Mashiach. However, what happened at the end? The, that year passed, and if the redemption would have happened that year, then yes, the redemption would have been at that level, but Hashem wanted the redemption to be on an even higher level. So therefore, what happened is, is that the Golos went dragged on, so that the avoid of the Yidden should continue on an even higher way, in a more shlemist, more complete manner, so that the Gula will be on even a higher way. So basically, the, this explanation gives a different, more of a, more of a, a different understanding, more of a, I would say, more positive understanding, whatever, you, how, how, as much as you could use the term positive by exile, but it's not just to rectify, to, to negate, to take away the negative things in the world, but it's in order that, so it's not just to take away the negative things from the world, but it's in order that the world should be a keli, a vessel for an even higher revelation of redemption. Now, the, um, the Rebbe said, the Rebbe spoke about this a few times, and the Rebbe says that the uh, Different years, the Rebbe used different expressions, but during, during the 80s, during the, during the Mems, or and 70, 1970s, the Rebbe a number of times said that the only reason we could explain for the length of exile is because Hashem wants the redemption to be on an even higher level. 
But the Rebbe said, as usual, the Rebbe said, but you know, Gnug Aliyas, Gnug Yiridis, Gnug Aliyas, you know, this has to obviously come to an end. We could always go higher and higher, have a higher type of redemption. So it must be, you know, the Rebbe says, if Hashem wants redemption to be even higher, He should bring Mashiach now, because we know that the avoid of the Jewish people and Mashiach will come will be on an even higher level compared to the time of exile. So that, so then, why do we have to stay in exile to reach greater aliyahs, to reach greater elevations? Mashiach could come. Obviously, the ultimate reason why we're in exile, only Hashem knows. But the point that, uh, that uh, the Rebbe said, one more point, I'll finish off at this point, the Rebbe says, as the Rebbe mentioned the word of the Fidik Rebbe, that Hashem has so much pleasure from the avoid of the Mesiras Nefesh, the self-sacrifice in exile, that from that pleasure, God forbid, the exile could have dragged down without an end. But the Abishter made a set time for exile to end. We thank the Abishter, we say in the Haggadah, Baruch HaKadosh Baruch HaKishev HaSakeit, so the Abishter made the end time. Why are we praising Hashem He made the end time? Because... The great pleasure that Hashem has on the Mesiras Nefesh of the Jewish people in the exile could have caused the exile to drag on who knows how long, without any end, God forbid. So therefore Hashem set an end that there has to come a time Mashiach should come. Anyway, as Rebbe said, we already finished our Avoida. There was enough Yiridais, enough Aliyais. We should merit to have the coming of Mashiach. Take it from Yad Mamish without any delay whatsoever. Amen. Classic Take is produced by Tudal's Podcast Productions, producers of The Daily Boost, The Weekly Fabrengen, Power Fabrengen, and Mashiach Mindset Audio, available on all podcast platforms.